If this gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potato. Kneel down. Out here, just a little bit. Oh, more yeah. 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 Get off the cross, Hey, thanks for tuning into Jonah Radio. If you are still listening to us after last week's Dead and Company field trip show, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I appreciate it. I couldn't. I, I tried to start listening to it, and then I had to stop. Yep. I was. I felt fine until we got to the show, and then the sound of my voice talking over music. I did not enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different tone that I'm not used to. I did not like it. It was. Uh, it was a field recording. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Cash Hartzell is here. Hey, everybody. Neil Mahoney's here. That's so funny. That's what I have in my head every time you text me. That's uh, so our guest today. Together, they're both on Merge Records. Also, extraordinary people in their own right, good buddies around town. Please welcome to the show Allison Crutchfield and Mike Crow. Coming, guys. Yeah, thank you that for was having good. us. Um, uh, Mike, you were on the show a long time ago. Uh, I was on the show with Tom Sharpling and John Worcester, so I didn't. I don't think I said anything. <laughs> yeah, just because you it's sat up like, to the side. Yeah, I mean, stool. So you were even higher than everybody else. That I don't even. I think I had a chair. I mean, I. I it felt weird. <laughs> yeah. not in a bad Maybe way. It was just like the that feeling of when you're at a bar with your friends and there's not enough actual chairs and then one person brings up yeah. the stool mm-hmm. next to the table it's true and it doesn't work i think the other mistake i made which i did this time as well is that i came without eating dinner so that was when you guys were on york and yeah. i went to before the show i was like man i'm hungry i'm just gonna i'll just bring a slice of pizza in and then i was like you know what i'm gonna bring more pizza and if i remember correctly i brought a pizza to the to the thing to be cool. like yeah. hey i didn't eat dinner but here's some pizza but yeah. then what was weird was that then john worster while i had i'd played a show opening for super chunk he knew me and this was before i toured with bob mold which i got to know him a little bit more i don't think he really knew who i was so i think he just thought i was a pizza guy <laughs> that, that just like that just like hung out and just didn't yeah. leave because i showed up and i was like Here's the pizza, and you're like, great, thanks for coming, Mike. Okay, so let's get this off, you know. And then you just started, and I didn't have a chance to be like, I I uh, hey, you guys knew each other. I know Tom. I mean, at that point, I knew I knew Tom very well, but Tom's John, not the I didn't type to connect anyone in the room. Yeah, I think I think yeah, we just sat yeah. down and started, and then I think John. I just remember looking at him and him just being like, why is this pizza guy still? Why <laughs> I is think, he holding I think a what microphone? was really going on is says, why am I doing this podcast? Um, uh, and our other guest who has appeared on our bonus episode. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, for all the pledge drive people out there, we had our big uh, Jonah Radio Fest. They got fest. that yet? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got it like okay. the day, the week. 
Oh, really? Of the thing, yeah. Yeah. It's efficient. Yes. Uh, but uh, Allison Crutchfield, you came, you did a couple of great songs. Thank you. Um, and um, if people aren't uh, familiar with uh, your stuff, we've played it a bunch on the show. I remember uh, the first band I had ever heard you in was Swearing. Cool. But that was like your... That wasn't your first band. No, um, yeah, I've been I've been in many bands over the years, um, but the first one was when I was in high school. No one really knows that one. That's the Ackleys. But then I was in a band called P.S. Elliot with my sister. That's right. Yeah, and she went on to start her Wax own band Hashi. too, Waxahachie. Yes. Who you've uh, you played with uh, when they opened up for Jawbreaker? That's true. Yes. Um, yeah, I was playing with Waxahachie for for a while. Um, I'm gonna start slowing down doing that and just kind of doing swearing now. But yeah, we kind of swearing's back. Swearing's back. Yeah. Yeah. Swearing's back in. It's in style again. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, that was uh, that the first swearing album. I think it was just it's just one of those things. Just like. What I like to do on new release Fridays, I go on iTunes or whatever my streaming service is, album music, Spotify or whatever it was at the time, RDO. RDO. And like going through it and like just the name and the the cover made me think this seems like something I'll like. And it's, uh, they say never to judge a book by its cover, but I still do that constantly with music. Yeah. And it works. It works. Yeah. 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 That's good design. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and then, you know, and, and Mike, you're, you know, you're a graphic designer. Uh, mm-hmm. So you think about this stuff a lot. Too much, you could say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> way too much. Well, so and, and that's a, that's a you know a thing that you know something and the swear stuff is very simple. Is mm-hmm. like very like you're just black and white. Right. Yeah. But I'm partially because none of us are at all aesthetically inclined, mm-hmm. which I feel like is something that has like something that Mike has definitely like he's influenced me and in, like with with the visual aspect of putting out records in mm-hmm. a huge way, even since we started dating. But um, yeah, that was swearing. We, none of us really knew what we were doing. It was kind of just like that record cover, a friend of mine from high school just like took that photo and I liked it. And I, she didn't know anyone else in the band and I just yeah. like, can I use this? And she said, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's cool. like, maybe there was even just that aesthetic of it just felt, it felt like a, you know, the cover of a punk record. Yeah, it was easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where like um, I found out about Mike's stuff when um, our friend Mike Chillian from the Manx, like uh, he's he's like this guy's stuff is really good. I think you'll like it. And he showed me um, I hate jazz and mm-hmm. trust fund. And I remember looking at the covers, going like I have no idea what this is going to sound like, but it looks good. Yeah. yeah. But I couldn't tell if it was going to be actual jazz or um, or you know from the looks of it, like just a guy in a moog. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. A synthesizer, just it, trying to do some, uh, you know. It's funny because when um, when I put uh, I hate jazz the first record out, and I did, you know I put it out myself. I didn't have any ambition to to have it be anything other than a thing that I made for friends and as a joke, even and just like an experiment. I sent it to like Maximum Rock and Roll, and I <laughs> sent it to Razor Cake and like punk sort of things like that. And the the common thread in all the reviews that it did get were, uh, you know, music's okay. The cover is pretty interesting. I, I wasn't I wasn't sure. Uh, there was a, a couple of reviews that were just like said exactly what you said, where they're like, I expected to hate this record from the cover. It looked like I forgot what they said. I look like they one. I think it was uh, Maximum Rock and Roll said like I expected this to be emo, but it's not. God. And what year is this? 
This is 2011. God, it's so and funny. I feel like it definitely doesn't look emo of anything. It it's doesn't like, look emo to me at all. It almost looks like an Arthur Russell cover or something. Yeah, you know? like yeah. it's like that style <laughs> more so, which is so cool. And I hate and like, just like like I hate jazz. That's the one with the. It's you, just me sitting on a chair, yeah, like a long fluorescent hair. orange. No, the short hair. The short hair. That's right. The fluorescent orange. And then yeah. uh, trust fund is the one it's with the car. L- long and has, hair. Yeah. And it had it had that like almost like Japanese import yeah, style. Ob strip. It's yeah. called. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the it's there's no real way to like. To, but that's so funny about like maximum rock and roll. Like this looks like it's going to be emo. Which gives you like an idea of like where they're still at as <laughs> I mean, rock yeah. journalists. And Max from Rock and Roll thought that P.S. Elliot were Christian because we had a song that was called Jesus Christ. And they like it was like a satirical song. But they like the entire review of the second P.S. Elliot record is like, yeah, I kind of like this band, but like I can't get down with them being like Christian. Yeah. I had the same problem with MXPX, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, they are Christian, though. They are actually Christian. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember uh, my old boss at the Rex I used to work at. He would put on shows in Vegas and he put on a show for Neutral Milk Hotel like right after Airplane of the Sea came out and like the whole debate of like Airplane of the Sea was just like they were, like everyone was trying to figure it out. I don't think everyone anyone really knew the the Anne Frankness Anne Frank, of yeah. it yet. Yeah. You know? And so there's a song I Love You Jesus Christ, you know. Mm. And he was like, Hey, uh Jeff, like what's up with the I Love You Jesus Christ uh you know, song like uh, he's like, I don't know. Seems like a cool guy. <laughs> like that was his response. And then everyone's like True, yeah, can't, you know, can't deny that. But even he didn't d- go. Well, well, it's funny you say that because it's actually about it. Like he, didn't yeah, know, you know, yeah. No Everyone had to figure that out. The frog in that moment. Yeah, um, but do you uh, think a band could pull off being secretly Christian now? I think that they do. You think I, so? I think oh, there's yeah. a couple. Yeah, like Chris Pratt. I think he was pretty secretly Christian for a long time. Not he's a band, but he's an actor. And only until like the last year has he like talked about praying and stuff like that. <laughs> Totally, and I mean, like, I'm. That's fine with me. Like, no, you know, whatever. No hate, but at the well, same time, well, just do time, do what you want to do. Just keep it away from my ex- kids. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it was just so funny because it was so wrong, and it was like because we're, you know, we were a band from Alabama, so yeah. it was such an easy uh, thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. easy yeah. like line to draw, where they were like, oh. Yeah, they're Christian. As a former rock journalist, I will say sometimes you write a record review just looking at the record. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. It, going like, oh, 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 yep. Let me look at this side, that side. All right, all right I, I think I got the gist. Ooh, yeah. rainbowy. Yeah, but even like it's <laughs> like that's how I found Pause. Like Pause, one of my favorite bands in the past few years. Like, like just I don't know. I liked the cover for Coke Float because it just it looked like a kid had drawn it, mm-hmm. and I listened to it. and I was like, this is up my alley. Oh, sorry. Got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have to change my Google password. <laughs> uh, well, here's the... This, this, is what, this was announced yesterday. And it's uh, that Allison's band, Swearin', getting back together. Mm-hmm. Not only that, she will be label mates with her boyfriend mm-hmm. on Merge Records. And that band is Swearin'. Yes. So Swearin's getting back together. Right. Uh, so... Tell us the story of why you broke up. It's a, it's yeah. while making eye contact with your current boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we broke up partially because I was in a relationship with my former band or my bandmate Kyle, um, and we broke up. And we decided the mature thing to do would be to put the music uh, on hold yeah. while we kind of figured out how to still be friends. Um, so yeah, so it was just it was 
weirdly very natural and not at all dramatic, even though that sounds kind of like a, you know, dramatic situation. Um, it was kind of like, this just seems like it's for the best for yeah. us to not do this right now. And also, you know, we had some other inner band issues that mm. we were kind of like very slowly navigating. Um, the Christianity aspect. The Christianity yeah. aspect. <laughs> the, yeah. The and the secret re- Christianity. The, yeah, yeah. How to maintain that all secretiveness. pretending to be Christian thinking that everybody else was. <laughs> right. Like, oh. And then it just was revealed to You're us. You're not either. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> all those pre-show prayers. <laughs> yeah. So it was just, you know, it, that was the what sort of spearheaded it. But it was a lot of things like that and just being in different places. And so we stopped doing it and then um, it was at the Waxahachie record release for Out in the Storm, which was like a, pretty much exactly a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all backstage and we were all like just like drinking tequila and talking and catching up. And it was me and Kyle and our drummer Jeff. And we sort of just were like well, talking about how much, like finally revealing to each other how much we m- missed being in the band yeah. and missed doing it. And um, we just sort of started talking about what it would, what each of one of us would want want out of doing the band again and um and like was this conversation because this is really interesting because you know you you guys were you know kids when you start you know you're pretty young when you started the band mm-hmm. and, and to kind of have that distance and to kind of come back at it and go all right well what do we want musically yeah what do we want to do like as far as our lives right like what kind of schedule is like were those the things that you kind of talked about like not even that it was more about like what more ska elements yeah exactly <laughs> it was more like uh just creative creatively like goals like what do we want and we kind of all decided that we just wanted to do another record because when we stopped doing the band we had been working on a third record Mm -hmm. and we stopped cold and then just stopped doing it for you know three or four years and then we were like we kind of just want to like finish that record and we didn't finish it we wound up just completely writing a new record did you pull elements like riffs or uh, progressions or anything from that old record or was it were you listening going it's like that's I don't know that's old it's funny I think initially I mean I I didn't at all with my the songs that I wrote for the record Um, initially Kyle had a couple of songs that he wanted to pull and then we didn't want to be I think we used one of them and he changed it completely Mm -hmm. he yeah, it just kind of didn't feel right yeah but then you have that stuff for like you know the B-sides of rarities collections (laughs) well it just didn't feel like the band feels very different in this new iteration, even though it's not that different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that j- there have just been some very uh, important changes that have been made um, that have just kind of made it feel new and, uh, yeah, healthier. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and with that, it, like, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk about all this stuff later, but, like, it's like when that gap happened, you kind of started playing with Waxahachie, but then you did your own solo record. Right, which I think really... Uh, that doing Having that experience really influenced the way that I have moved forward with Swearin for sure. Like just kind of being, it's like made me a lot more confident as a songwriter and producer and bandmate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that it just sort of, yeah, it just really influenced so, so the like new record. Working by yourself and having to have the, the sort of the, the confidence of yourself. Yeah. Let's you, it's, it's sort of like, you know what you're, you have to do in certain situations with the band and what you don't have to do in certain mm-hmm. situations with the band now. That sounds really interesting of like sort of like standing on your own two feet for, mm-hmm. for a second and now you know how, how to stand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think that I, yeah, it was a situation where um, Kyle is the person who like engineers all of our records. He was kind of 
the, I mean, we all produced them, but he was kind of like the head producer because he had all of that technical experience. He was the Gwen Stefani's brother? He was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was the Gwen Stefani, Eric. obviously. Yeah. Right? Um, what was Eric, his name? I think it was Eric Stefani. Eric Stefani? I think it was Eric Stefani. So. Yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, on <laughs> yeah. The Simpsons, and then he left The Simpsons to do No Doubt. Or, no, maybe it was the reverse. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I like No Doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, um, something about like having that experience on my own, I felt like I could sort of, I don't know. I think I just sort of fell back on the production, um, in the production element of like making records in that band before having the experience of doing it by myself. So. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to uh, play. Um, Soren has a new album coming out. It uh, was announced yesterday. We're, uh, but what, as the time of recording this, this is uh, uh, on Monday. So we got the scoop. We, yeah. we rarely get scoops. We re- we, uh, last sh- time we got a scoop was maybe Kim Shattuck when she talked about the Pixies. No, well, no I went to Donut Friend last up. week and it was closed. So I just went right next door. Wait, what? Last week, I went to Donut Friend, but it was close. So I just went next door and got ice cream. You, got, oh, you went to Scoops? Yeah. Wow. Local jokes get you local work. <laughs> Link a patch. Well, anyway, we're going to play a song from this new record that's going to be coming out of Merge. Uh, Grow Into a Ghost uh, by Swearin'.
when you do claps. I did, and they're just low in the mix. Well, I'll turn them up a little. No, no, I turned it up. Don't worry. Oh, okay. We're Don't want to blow out your Some of the other stuff was running a little hot. Yeah. Little hot, little hot, little, little, little hot. It was real, it was real hot today. Yeah, um, it's still hot. hot. Is it hot where you are, listeners? Let us know. <laughs> Sound off in the comments. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, Mike, this like your story is fascinated me. Where you, um, you put out these two records, these two ten inch records mm-hmm. that are great, great records. Thank you. Um, but you weren't like pursuing music full time. Correct. You're yeah, like no. a graphic designer by trade. Yeah, and I mean, I never really was pursuing graphic design other than that's just like, like I had no ambition or goal to be like, I'm going to be the best graphic designer ever. Yeah. It was just, I went to school for it and I could do it and it provided me with an income to live a lifestyle that I To buy all the CDs you want. Exactly. For those listening at home, (laughs) Mike loves compact discs. It's true. We have an I, entire wall in our bedroom. What is it about is, the medium? <laughs> what, what is it the, the sound or just the... I, it's the sound yeah. and it's the uh, the compact size. <laughs> you um, know what? They get even smaller. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> well, so the thing is like where I listen to music the most is in my car. And yeah. I just, I have a CD player in my car and I just love listening to do you still albums. Have, in you have full. the books? Do you have the books? I was like thinking about the that cases. Yeah, like oh the, yeah, oh, oh yeah. no, like oh. the the multi like oh, the oh like a binder, like, like a, a binder, binder. like no, in my he's back like seat. Avidly against that. Oh okay. well, because I like having the full package because yeah, that's you can go, you uh, can look yeah, at so the notes and yeah. When I was growing well, when you're up, driving, I had, you're not looking at you're not looking at the artwork of the notes. No, but I'm often eating alone, and I'll go and I'll Jesus, just bring man. in. Just try to make it sound. I'm gonna go home and listen to repeat. It's like a fi- it's like a thing. I like doing that. I like going to like a restaurant and then like looking at CD books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so oh, I, like I, booklets. I had a sad vision of you like getting to go food and just sitting, just sitting in the car and reading them. You take them in. Oh, I mean, okay. if I'm yeah. going to like In and Out to like eat a quick hamburger yeah, or something, okay. I'll just like bring in whatever cases I have and like look at liner notes and see who who produced this album. Or I will also know. just interject quickly that Mike very rarely gets. Any food to go. He's like <laughs> always like. That was it. one thing that we had. That was that really was like a very black and white. Uh, yeah, I like. She always wants to go, and I always want to just stay. I do like eating alone at a restaurant. It is there, one of my there's favorite a great things. song. I can't remember who did it, but there's a great song about wanting to stay and having to go. The clash. Oh, I thought you were gonna the say clash did it. Dine alone by Quicksand. No. Oh. <laughs> should I stay or should I go? Yeah, you were. There was a, there's a big... God, it is real hot today. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, Not as funny as Kumail. <laughs> Me? No, I never. Um, but like uh, you were you were playing, you were making these records, you are doing this stuff, but you weren't like going on tours. You, no, no, like, no I, tours. I never, like, you know, the first time I was able to see you play was opening up for Super Chunk at the Eagle Rock Center for yeah. the Arts. And that was the first show that I ever played in, in LA. You flew... Guys from yeah, because I didn't have a band. I didn't have like I. Didn't. I said I would play. So true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So far, I'm gonna let you know. Be honest with you, because I'm your friend. Uh, you're a terrible interview. Uh, <laughs> okay. What, so yeah, I did that. <laughs> did you that bring a, a pizza? That is a fact. <laughs> That's why we asked you back for the pizza. Uh, uh, no, so it's uh, so you you and you know you probably got 
I'm not sure if you were asked this question a bunch when like uh, you know, you got signed to merge, but that's like a crazy thing that happened. Like you were putting out these stuff, the, the, these albums on your own, and then you got signed to Merge Records, and then they said mm-hmm. they were going to put out those two albums again on their label, and they were putting out a new album, Turkey. And yeah. then you like when you start going on tour, and now like you're a guy in a band. It's kind. Of, it must be. It must be the best signing story that they have. I feel like it's got to be the most romantic, like sweetest underdog signing story. I think maybe it's way it, better. Than it was a lot of years for me. It was like it was a lot of doing this thing that I didn't think anybody cared about, and just doing it for the love of doing it, and then um, just being very lucky. I was just really lucky. Yeah, it's a story that. How often do you hear a story of like, oh, I, you know, like, essentially, I gave my records to radio stations and and like I said, I sent them out to get reviews. And when I gave one to WFMU, it got in the hands of Tom Sharpling through my friend Pat Byrne, who was a DJ at WFMU. And Tom liked it and then said, I know people at Matador and I know people at Merge. I'll give them to both and maybe something will happen. And then Mac from Merge responded and said he liked it. And that's, I feel like that's the only time that that story has actually worked. That's <laughs> yeah. not a movie. That doesn't you know? happen. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't I've tried that like when like pause like for their third album. They're like, hey, we're looking for a label. I was like, I love you guys. I'm going to send it to everyone I know. At like, like, you know, from, from Epitaph to Side One to like Recess to, you know, just yeah. across the board. Even like Sub Pop and Hardly Art. And like, it's like there was just kind of like, it just doesn't happen. Like no one, especially like A&R guys, I think have kind of, like with Mac, it's like he runs the label and it's like mm-hmm. his voice. I think with a lot of these labels, it's like A&R guys don't want to be just given something. They want to find the band. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And so that's why it's that stuff. Yeah. That's like what, what happened to you is so incredible. It's very well, thank old you. school. Thank it's, you. Yeah, yeah. It's very old school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Are you sure you're not like related to mafia people? Because I know they're in the, the record industry. <laughs> pay to play. Payola. Payola. But um, you got to get that pause record to Tom Sharpling. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, so the, like the, it's. I think it's inspiring for people to hear that just to kind of, uh, and, and it might be frustrating to some people because it's just like you were working as a graphic designer, like you didn't really have to go on tour. You were just making these records, and then like you got signed to merge where Allison has been like you know on the road. She's been since she was like, like sixteen years. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean. It has its ups and downs. I'd say for both both ways. I mean, I I feel like why I made those records and and why I wanted to do this sort of thing was I was working in cool ad agencies or cool graphic design like boutique studios where they were like Spotify's all you know like cool music and KEXP. We're gonna play that on, on stream every day, and I'd be sitting there as a guy who like wanted to do music yeah. and I'd be hearing all like, this is the new hot band. This is the new hot thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd be sitting there like hating my life. Cause I'm like, this is what I'd rather be doing what I'm hearing. So it was frustrating. I'd rather, I wish that I had the experience of like playing basement <laughs> shows and stuff like that. I mean, my first, like I said, my first tour was like my first real tour was opening for Mac and like doing like big, like we're doing bigger shows and yeah. that sort of stuff. So and what, I went from nothing. What do you think nothing. kept you? What do you think kept you? Like, was it, I, I mean, think, like, was your, uh, your background, uh, was it like, were you scared of being broke? Yeah. Like, it's like, did you come from like a family that was broke or like, like had been broke at times? And so maybe you're like, I don't want to end up like in a situation like that. So I'm going to be sensible. 
I think I, I my family was never broke. There, I think it's just the Midwest like work ethic of like That's huge. I, yeah, I yeah. started. My wife Deanna deals with that stuff. I see that in yeah. her like the mm-hmm. she's like she's like you have to have like a job. You have yeah. to. You yeah. can't. Yeah. Not. I mean, I started working professionally after I graduated college. Like the day after I graduated, uh, I went to school in New York. Day after I graduated and like walked across the aisle, got my diploma. I like drove back to Wisconsin with my family in a car my dad rented a u-haul with all my stuff and i started working the weekend like the monday after the weekend that's wow. and then, crazy like, had a full-time job since you know the point of when i quit and uh a couple of years ago to do music and now i still i mean i still currently work all the time it's just like a th- i don't know it's just a thing of so like graphic design stuff like you take freelance stuff on I, yeah yeah Wow. But that's, I think, almost the, the best case scenario. It is, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's just something we talk about constantly because I think we're sort of weirdly envious of each other. Where, like, he, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't finish college. I, like, I stopped going to school to just be in a band and mm-hmm. work in, like, a shitty, like, you know, like, a work at, like, a shitty coffee shop or whatever and tour constantly. And, um, yeah, and now I kind of feel like I'm weirdly married to the sea. And I just, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I don't, ha- I don't yeah. do anything else, really. Yeah. I like just play music. So I kind of feel like, all right, well, I guess I just got to keep keep on pushing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, and while I mean, I love doing it and I love making records. Um, tour is really hard for me and continue. It's like something that is super, very emotionally draining and exhausting. And the older you get, the harder it gets. And the more you do it, the harder it is. Um, so I'm constantly just like, God, I wish I had something like that that would just like, I could earn a living and I could be in one place. That yeah. sounds great. Um, and so, it, yeah. But yeah, then I'm on the other end. I'm on the other <laughs> yeah. end of the phone and I'm like, well, you might hate that you're in Prague right now. But <laughs> I never hated like, Prague. <laughs> but Prague. I would much rather be in Prague playing music than sitting in front of a computer. I'm never playing having a in Prague though. Well, let's just yeah. That's I mean, it's like yeah, we won't name names of cities that I've complained about being in, but oh, Nashville, can Nashville, we? Nashville, yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. I've only had great, great shows in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it's one of the few cursed cities. That Do you I'm think just, it's just too saturated? Yeah, I just think it's wise? like mu- like music cities yeah, are yeah, always yeah. really. I feel like they're like horrible to. What are other music? There. So Seattle. Well, actually. I say this the only the one that comes to mind is Austin, but I ha- always have a good time in Austin. Well, Austin is just a fun city in general. Yeah, that's true. Like There's I, more I, going on. Yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll feel like if I'm uh, on the road and the show's not that good, but the city experience right. is great. Like I'll look back at it fondly still. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean Seattle's definitely one, but I always have fun in that one too. It's like yeah, Nashville and San Francisco and Montreal is another one. I would, those are always those are like my top three that I always have a tough time. So yeah, going I, to all those soon. So. Hopefully the show's will be. <laughs> Sorry, please come. Prove her wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Prove her wrong. <laughs> I, I bombed so hard at the, I was at the Montreal Comedy Festival, and they have this one show called like off like it's an offsite show. Mm-hmm. It's called like Go West or something. So they take some comics from the the festival, and it's like you drive like forty five minutes or an hour west of Montreal, oh, and you boy. go into some strip mall, and there's like this like. And it's, it's like you know a performance restaurant, so it's like a restaurant and a bar with a performance thing, but for like really rich Canadian folk. Mm-hmm. And um, I had Is it like the suburbs or the states. It, it's the suburbs. Okay, it's the rich suburbs. And it was, I did this show, and it, I don't think I've bombed that hard in my entire life before or since. 
It was like from the get go, they weren't having it. And I just like the more they didn't have it, the more I felt the impulse to like do my more rudimentary and gross stuff like stuff like I was like probably around that time, like 28 or nine. And I was like pulling out jokes from when I was 20 and 21 (laughs) just because and then like and like I finished with, uh, you know, like a really gross story. And then, like, just walked off to no, like, one person, oh. one of those. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Alonzo Bowden, who's this, like, really old school comic. Uh, it was really, really funny. Uh, he was on, like, Last Comic Sandy a bunch and some of that. But, like, uh, he goes to me. He goes, he's, he's like, that's right, man. If they ain't having your shit, you take the plane down. <laughs> you take it down and burn everyone alive. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe they just don't like, you know, kind of like weirder stuff. And then uh, Brent Weinbach goes up on stage and destroys. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, I guess it's just me. Brent Weinbach's already kind of half in French already. So that's, that's a good probably point. Yeah, why. It's very, very absurd. But uh, we're going to cadence. We're going to take a, a quick break and listen to a song from 2015's Turkey, which is uh, Mike Roll's uh, last record. Um, yeah. And Which it, one? What are you gonna play? Well, man, this is always tough because it's like I have my favorites. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was gonna lean towards Neighborhood Watch. Sure. Is that okay with you, or do you have a favorite? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> that one's good. You know what? Fuck both of us, Allison. What song should we play? <laughs> from I don't Turkey? think she's heard the record. Are you? <laughs> Come on. Um, play cactuses. <laughs> That'd be really funny. You're like, yeah. of course I've heard it. Play track. <laughs> I'm just trying to decide which one I want you to play. I think play that one. Cactuses? Yes. All right. This is Cactuses from Mike Kroll and the Crowleyites.
Friendly Fire is a war movie podcast, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to it. Boy, I'll say. You know, a lot of people, Ben and Adam, might not initially watch a war movie podcast. What's in it for me, they say. Yeah. I'll tell you what's in it for you. What's in it for you is a biting socio-political commentary, uh, scattered dick and fart jokes. (laughs) And a lot of history. Like, there's the depicted wars, but also the history of the time period that these films were made and released. They're very telling. So download Friendly Fire every Friday from your favorite podcatcher. Or MaximumFun.org. The news today is terrible, so why not forget about it while listening to Jonah Radio uh, with Cash Hartzell. Hey, everybody. Featuring Neil Mahoney. Also me. This is a podcast where we play music submitted by uh, listeners. We hang out, we listen to new tunes, and uh, we take submissions at Jonah Radio, R-A-Y-D-I-O, at gmail.com. Come and check us out. We're here anyway. Yeah, we'll yeah. be here. So, and that's it. Back to your regularly scheduled uh, podcast.
heard was Troubled Medium by P.S. Elliott on their 2000 to 2011 collection, which was a, uh, one of your previous uh, outfits. Yes. Sometimes they call bands outfits. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or uh, I always hate it when they uh, refer to like a release of anything as uh, usually it's music, but efforts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Their yeah. most recent effort. Yeah, their most yeah. recent effort. Like it's like, yeah, I guess it's an effort to put out any kind of art, but it's just always sounds condescending. Like uh, you made an effort, but yeah, you, yeah, you like, tried. Made it all the way. Yes. Yeah. I got an E on Pitchfork. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want this record review to come out. Pass, no pass. <laughs> I want. I want to take this record to one of those. Uh, Liberal arts colleges. Yeah, where you just get like a paragraph. You don't yeah, get a letter give grade. Give yourself your own grade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that was, uh, how old were you when you started that band? We were 18, I and, think. And that was, um, and you played drums in that band. Mm-hmm. And this was in Alabama. Yeah. And you just, like, it was like, how many bands were you in high school? We were just in the one band together, the Ackleys. Um, so that was the band we started when we were like 15. Yeah. Um, and that was the first band that we like ever took on tour that we ever mm. like really, I mean, played real shows with. You ever played the um, bottle tree? We did play the bottle tree. That's my one Alabama, uh, venue yeah, reference. The Ackley's definitely played. Actually the Ackley's P.S. Elliott and Swearin and Waxhatchee all played bottle tree. Nice. Um, and one of the people who were to like sort of like made bottle tree, what it was, was this guy, Brian Teasley, who plays drums in yeah. Manor yeah. Astro Man. Yeah. Um, yes. That was his venue, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, him and his uh, his ex-wife, um, Marilee Chalice, who's really cool and a great artist. Um, but anyway, he has a new venue in Birmingham called The Saturn that's kind of like the bottle tree if it were like squeaky clean and like could fit 500 people instead of 200 people. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. it's really cool though. He just puts a lot of thought and effort into, you know, thinking about what it would be like to be on tour because he's toured so much. So every yeah. dressing room is so cool. And Th- that's what I like because me, uh, Sean O'Connor, uh, and two other of our friends, um, Andrew Wright and Nick Maritato, like in 2007, we went on a tour mm-hmm. and we went to the South. And I think it was Henry Owings that like put together all of our Southern dates. And I think the bottle tree was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was just like, I remember just like walking in and it was like a coffee shop. Yeah. Like up front with a little lounge area where there was like some kids playing board games. Mm-hmm. And then there was the whole bar venue area that also had a screen that could come down. Mm-hmm. And then like, I was like, do you like show movies here? They're like, yeah. Like, and then you go back into the backstage area and then there was a there was the uh, airstream. Airstreams are so cool. And it was that was the green room. Yeah. And then he took us all out to get barbecue. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, he's a great guy, and it, yeah, it's just that venue was so special because literally every detail was thought about yeah. before they, you know. And I just I love that. I feel you like felt that's welcome. Super you felt rare. like you were coming to someone's house to play. Yeah, and he was he's always been great. I mean, that venue opened when Katie and I were probably like sixteen or seventeen. Oh, perfect timing. Yeah, but it was mostly eighteen plus at that point, so we mm. couldn't really go. At, but I remember the slits came through. Oh, nice. Um, and we emailed him, and we were like, "Listen, we're seventeen. We promise we won't drink. We, can you just like let us in? Like you can X us up. Like we don't care." And yeah. he was just like, "Yeah, sure." And he like did that and like let us come see the slits. He like made sure he's like. Don't drink. We're like, we promise we won't. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But he did let us come see the show. That's cool. amazing. It's mm-hmm. funny because I remember. So we were in a, in Alabama. Seems like it could be that place. Maybe not Birmingham because it's a, a bigger city. But, but I don't know. We were in Chicago and like the the venue. It's like a couple people wanted to come see, like uh, my shows that mm-hmm. were I was doing in, at this venue. And the, and the guys was like, can I bring my kids? And like the owner was like. Yeah, it's fine, Chicago. It's like if there's a parent around, it's kind of fine to have yeah, kids. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. 
It's yeah. like a rated R movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, parental guidance. And so was that like the one venue? What were the what were the uh, what were the venues like in Alabama? And are you from Birmingham? I'm from Birmingham originally. Yeah. Um. And so I grew up there, playing shows there. Um. Bottle True is great. It was a great addition to the city, like because it again it it came about around when I was like in my prime show going years. Yeah. And so it really was only around for about a year before I could like legally go to shows there. Um. And I saw saw and played a lot of great shows at Bottle Tree. But before that, and kind of at the same time, there was a really wonderful all-ages venue there called Cave Nine um, that the Aswick where the Ackleys played our first... Ackley, the Ackleys and PSLA played our first shows there. Um, and yeah, we Katie and I volunteered there growing up. It was just like one of those very important, like quintessential yeah. DIY all ages venues. Um, and cool. I'm, assu- I'm assuming like all of those venues, it's not a long, it's no it's longer. It's not around, around anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so sad. It was they around for about I think like six or seven years. That's a good it, run. Yeah, it was a good run. Who was? It was like I think Madball was the last like <laughs> Madball like <laughs> shut it down. Um, it was we were devastated. Oh my god! Um, yeah, it was such a bummer. But um, but there are also there are actually a lot of cool all ages venues still in Birmingham. They like always keep something going, which is nice. That's really cool. And 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 Mike, it's a uh, Minneapolis. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, yes, yeah. which is Close, uh, yeah. home same, same of, area. of course, as we all know, the Spy Bar. Spy Bar, yeah, yeah. Uh, Safe House, Safe House, that's, that's what right. it's called, yeah. Hey, motherfucking Google so, it, dog. There's an entrance in the alley, and yeah. like uh, you go in, and if you don't know the password for that day, they make you do some dumb shit, yeah. and, and that you embarrass awful. you you embarrass yourself, and then it's like you have to pose with these guns like you're in a, like a James Bond, and while you do that. They like you're over a grate you don't realize, and they blow air up from underneath you, <laughs> and then uh, you you're like, all right, am I done? And they're like, all right, now you can go inside, spy or whatever agent, and you go in, and then you realize you were on video the whole time, and people in the bar can just watch people yeah. embarrass themselves and jump in fear when the stuff. I was not into the. I've <laughs> never been yeah. there. That sounds terrible. And then like you you. Well, sit that's down. why I haven't taken you there. <laughs> you sit down. Well, the only reason I went there because I was like I heard about it and it was right across the street from where we were playing, which was the Paps Theater, oh, yeah. which is mm-hmm. like that has like one of the best green rooms, like out of any theater we were out really? on the Mystery Science Theater tour. It was like a they had a like a barista girl who was just there hanging out to make coffee drinks for anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And uh, there was a just a huge case full of like surly beer yeah. just that you could just open up and grab. And then they had uh, like little rooms here and there, but like this like couch area lounge uh, with like a bunch of records um, that you could just put on and listen to records and hang out and sit on these couches and relax. Rad. It was the it was the best venue. So nice. Yeah. Sounds pleasant. I, don't, I wonder. I feel like some venues don't realize how far just like a little bit of hospitality goes. A little bit. Just yeah. a little so bit much. goes a long way. It really does. Yeah. Because yeah. like mostly like if you're on like a bus tour, the only time you're seeing like a hotel room is to take a shower and then get back on that bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ugh, back in my tube. <laughs> my coffin tube. You just need a space that like doesn't feel shitty. And like I remember, oh, fuck, I don't remember which theater it was. It might have been... I'm Boston, maybe outside Detroit or Philly or something like that. But it was just like <laughs> those are three very different places. <laughs> no, but it's like you go, you you know, you're in the bus, and then you go yeah. right, you're like in the back, and then you go right into the venue. So you don't, and they're all theaters, yeah. and they're all old theaters. Yeah. But like, um, and you get out of the bus in an alley that smells like rat piss. Yeah, it was like the summer, so everything fucking was terrible. This is um, like a boss gag song, guys. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember it's like we were at the, we were at a couple theaters where like the remaining members of the zombies were still playing. Wow. Oh, and wow. I thought that was really cool. We were like sometimes we were a little bit before them, sometimes we were a little bit after them. 
and uh, in my head, I was thinking like, it's like, I wonder if they look at our posters back there and go, hey, these guys are following us, but probably not. The um, but I like, think they probably were. Maybe. Yeah. They seem like good guys. Uh, but like there was, you know, there was sometimes I would be in a room and I'm like, you know, technically the star of the show. So I would like sometimes have one of, uh, I would have a room to myself mm-hmm. and sometimes it was literally just like a stool and a sink <laughs> and like, and like enough room to just have a bag down. Yeah. And then you would go out of that room and then in like next to the stairwell, there would be like the door to this shower. And I think I told this story before where it's yeah. like, I like the guy came up. He's like, all right, here's your pliers to start the shower. Um, <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh, okay. And then like, it really felt like just like, like real shanty town kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, so I have to like, I like, like use the pliers to turn it on. And it's just a trickle. And I go, oh, maybe I didn't do it right. I grabbed the guy. He's like, he's like, no, that's it. That's it. Oh. And I'm thinking it's like the guys in the zombies like taking a shower in this thing and then and then like I They're old men. I use the you know yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, you and then the shower that. curtain, the shitty shower curtain, I like open it up to like, you know, like you know, or to close it, you know, because it was stacked up and then I want to close it. And then just a ton of fucking cockroaches just like bounce uh. out of it. And just like it was so you're never it's and if it like that like there's just if there was a little bit more thought put into any yeah. of these right. things. I will say that I could deal with all of that if there's like a a really beautiful spread of snacks. I'm like if you yeah. <laughs> like if there's like a really thoughtful like oh yeah there's here's this and that that I like love then I'll be happy like cold if there's cold brew and seltzer really it's all about drinks. I'm like if I have all the right drinks then I'm <laughs> Allison is parched. Yeah. Yeah. I, have a drink. I do love to drink things. Just, yeah. just but true. if they just like you know, attach the pliers to the pipe so you could turn on. <laughs> like that's just just so you don't have to ask for the pliers. Well, no, like, then, you, then you're, every band is going to steal the pliers. Well, yeah, I guess there was some avoid. there was some venues where like I guess like water wasn't par- bottled water wasn't part of the the deal, oh. mm-hmm. and so like uh, our tour manager would have to go buy like a case of water and then like sneak it into the place because yeah. they would charge us. Oh yeah, if they, Jesus it just Christ. it's crazy and like the union stuff is always so nuts. In it those is. Situations. Yeah, it's really interesting. Don't you bust unions? Yeah, I I I'm a member of multiple unions, but it's like uh, I'm you know, here's strike, motherfucker. Here's yeah, what you're not supposed to be telling people that it's like Shh. unions just sometimes like reek too much of like uh, corporate ineptitude, where it's just like no one thinks of like a logical way to like fix something really quick. They have to like mm-hmm. assess the situation. And this happened, I was following uh, Alex Pardee, uh, the artist. Uh, he was down, he had a booth down at Comic-Con. And I guess this happens sometimes, but there was like a little bit of, there was like a log of poo that like either dropped out of someone's pants or something. But like there was a bit of poo on like in, on the ground in front of this booth. Maybe from a kid or a baby or something like that. There was a little Hopefully bit of poop. A, a dog. Maybe a dog. Maybe yeah. I don't think you're allowed to have dogs on the floor there. I have service dogs because it's too it's too packed on the floor at Comic Con. Yeah, freak out. And so there was like he's like he took a picture from his booth. He's like he's like first poo of Comic Con, <laughs> and then like talked about how it's like the, he's seen this before and it's a, he's always cursed with it. And then he said like there was a, a security guard. Or he's, he's like hey man, there's poop here. That's like you gotta do that. He's, he's like I I'm not I'm not in charge of like making sure. No yeah. poop gets like picked yeah. up. That security guard who got hired for this week and this week only. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. just like it's it's like, it's like one of those things where like and then no one's paying attention and then like he takes another picture and then there's poop smeared all over the place because oh. people are stepping in it smearing all over the place and then like uh, and the guy's like he's like he's like what are you gonna do he's like I, I called somebody. Uh, I, I think I don't know who to talk to. And then there's also a guy with a lanyard there just throwing down pieces of cardboard <laughs> over the poop. <laughs> wow. Like it's just like and he just and like Alex was just going he's like this is like 
corporate ineptitude. This is like everyone, you, you have to make these decisions as like a board and you can't just go, hey, that th- there's a problem there. Let me just handle that right now. Yeah, totally. And that's like, that's like sometimes like when you're like going to a theater, I'm not saying all unions, I'm just saying like theater workers. <laughs> They, they tend to just kind of, and I'm about to go on another tour, so maybe I shouldn't be talking shit. <laughs> they tend to surprise you in your dressing room and give you big hugs. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Mm. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I remember one time, there was, yeah, my door wasn't closing and I was trying to go to the bathroom. I had to go to the bathroom real bad. And, like, there was just, like, the dressing room just had a toilet in it and I yeah. couldn't close my door. And I asked some guy, I was like, hey, man, I don't know how to close this door. Is there something? Like, and he just, like, he's like, I looked at his watch. He's like, I'll let you know in a couple minutes. Like that's like that's nuts. That's yeah. that's, 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 like, that's an individual. That's not unions. I know. That's also the difference between an individual and a union, or the words themselves. <laughs> a union is a group, right? Of people, of individuals. of individuals that don't tell you how to close a fucking door. <laughs> not all of them. Yeah, oh, um, that guy sucks. So uh, what we were, I got excited for having both of you on because speaking of tours and touring and stuff mm-hmm. like that, uh, you two are about to embark uh, on an effort. They're gonna succeed. So there's there's a and is this what we would call co-headlining tour? Um, No, I'll I'll answer this. Is this what you guys like right before bed going? I just I think I have a lot more fans in that city. (laughs) No, I would never say that. Basically, this tour was booked for swearing, and then I was like, "Do you want to come on?" I feel like we'd booked it like with him in mind. It maybe would have been a co-headline tour, but because it was more of like. We're gonna book the store, and then I was like, "Oh, do you want to come on tour?" It was like, yeah, yeah they had it fully, separate. they had it figured out and everything, mm-hmm. and then you guys were just looking for like an opening support thing, and it just worked out where I had been getting a LA-based band together and wanted to kind of again. Test I it. play the drums. <laughs> I'm loud and off time, and I normally You're want busy, to bail though. on shows. Yeah, I don't. You're have busy. The time to do he it. does play really busy. I do. I get real busy. I do, I, I I do a lot of fills because I get yeah. bored. Oh, Don't easy. like that. That's you know what that is. Don't ug me, you fuck. He ugged. I didn't ug. No, I didn't ug. Who ug? I didn't ug. S- someone heard an ug. We heard an ug. We heard an ug. Yeah. It sounded like it came from you. Ugh. Let's take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I am not doing anything, and I can get up to speed on the harmonica in like <laughs> three, four months. So you guys, let me know. So if you do a cover, yeah, start today sure. by Grill Biscuits. <laughs> um, Look at you! Look at this the short blonde so hair. I know it's just who is that? You that's know? when I, I that's what I was confused when I like like first when I met you IRL. Explain I, like, what I, you're looking I, at for the listener. Uh, the cover of Allison Crutchfield's uh, um, Our solo record. Solo record. She has short blonde hair. Yes, that is true. That is what I, I used to look like for a brief period. Yeah, I think you look different in every I do. photo ever taken. That's a thing. That yeah. is a thing. Yeah. You have a lot of looks. That's I like, do. you have a lot of like styles. You like jumping around and stuff. But like, it's like, that's like the best part about it being like a, like a white girl. It's like, you can kind of like pull <laughs> off a bunch of, like you Deanna, my wife always says that. She's like, she's like, I can do all kinds of stuff. I'm just like a white girl. Try stuff. Yeah. yeah. Just try new stuff. Um, yeah, totally. But yes, we're on tour. I've never seen Mike play a show ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? How Everyone? Uh, what? <laughs> Wait, what? I'm sorry. I I've never it. seen Mike play a show before. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, I got upset with Neil's wolf whistle when we were talking about your different looks. It made me... I'm offended. No, I'm just kidding. It, we were talking about 
white girls in general. I don't know. <laughs> you're not. Help, you're really not helping yourself. <laughs> like that was that made it worse. Looks, like I don't like girl, girls dude. of color. Like, ooh, I love a white girl. Different looks in general. Like, does it look good? Sure. Wee wee. None. No. <laughs> He makes he makes connections. Is that is that a, just a bad noise altogether? Should I just get rid of it? That the one and the one with the like the peeing in the toilet one could go. Mm. I think the um, the one of the girls reacting on chat roulette can go. <laughs> yeah, that could go. <laughs> that can definitely go. I just pulled sound effects from what I had in my iTunes. <laughs> That's for that's for his runs. I made that custom myself. You know, when I, a water bottle well, I like to put it. my iTunes on shuffle, and I all a bunch of music is kind of boring to me. So every once in a while, I like to hear some piss. It really does like happen because I have sound effects libraries, and they sometimes get pulled into iTunes. Yeah, and I'll be listening to like music. Then either like some audio book, like a Tony Robbins motivational lecture, will start, and I'll be like, oh, sorry about that. Or uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, we'll, we'll get, get. I, I had it twice today while driving Uber. Once was a track from Dave Anthony's album. The lady from Pasadena did not care for Dave Anthony's take. Once on the Dave Anthony track. comes on, you got to turn it off with yeah. these people around. Uh, and uh, a bunch of zombie special uh, special effects, but the, uh, sound effects, but they're all a second long, so it's just like zombie gets hit in the face with with shovel. It's just like, Plah! and then <laughs> hey, yeah. no. Black Alicious, great. <laughs> um, so. It's not that surprising that you've never seen Mike play because it's like he play. doesn't, you don't play. Yeah. It's a strategy. You're not down going. the hi-hat, you know, no, playing with friends. No, I, I do have a funny joke, though. If I ever do, I'm not, I won't reveal it on this. Neil, but get the <laughs> rim shot ready. <laughs> no, I'm trying to delete these offenses. Not now. <laughs> do it on, like before the next show. I don't have time. I'm <laughs> starting a job in two weeks. <laughs> Congrats. We've given you a complex. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh. No, I have a feeling uh, Catholicism gave him the complex. Yeah. <laughs> if by complex you mean a whole bunch of apartments, yeah, he's got a whole. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but like you're, you're putting together like a, like a, now you have a local band. I do, yeah. Local band, Mike Kroll. Yes. Yes. And are you going to play more shows? Yes. That's the goal, at least. Now, Allison, it's like, do you not like it? Is it because swearing they're all over the place, right? They live in everybody else lives in Philly. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the other three Philly, are, the Philly scene. Yeah. So crazy. incredible. Yeah. So, so wild. Some of the best like submitted songs have been coming from Philly lately. Yeah. It's so crazy. I had to leave it. <laughs> well, you didn't want to. <laughs> no, hey, like, you love LA. I do. I love LA so much. Yeah. I wanted to live in LA for many years. Um, so it was inevitable. I was never going to like stay in Philly, but um, yeah, it's wild and it's, ch- it's ever changing and it was crazy. I mean, it's been, it's been a really interesting, um, there's, there's just been like a really vast, interesting music scene in Philly for a while. <laughs> <laughs> for uh yeah, for a long time. Yeah. That is ever changing. But yeah, it is. It's, it's, pretty great and so what what prompted you was it the like just swearing kind of taking a break and you're like well i've always wanted to move to la might as well do it now yeah it was it was a combination of things i think it was yeah the the timing kind of just felt right um we kind of started i mean i knew i was gonna move but then when we started dating i think it was like that expedited the move a little bit i would Mm -hmm. say how'd you end up out here mike um through a breakup i (laughs) i was living in new haven connecticut and went through a pretty bad breakup and 
Um, not a big town if you're trying to avoid somebody. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was, there was all sorts of situations like that, as yeah. you can imagine. They were uncomfortable. So I applied to a job in Portland, Los Angeles, and Minneapolis. And Los Angeles was the first yeah. job that I got offered. So Have I just you ever had it. any, like, LA is, is, it's such a, it's a great place. I love mm-hmm. it. I think it's, it's, uh, I think it's a bad rap. Yeah. Um, people are kind of shitty to it, and that like that was almost kind of the bummer too about like Jonathan Gold recently passing. Like yeah. he he was always he was a, a food writer that like talked about L.A. How I felt about L.A. of just like and the way Blake Apache I think always describes Los Angeles is just like it's just like you know it's you know thirty of the coolest small towns and like five of the worst cities. <laughs> yeah. And so and it that's true. It's like you got all these neighborhoods, all these different things that all have their own thing going on. Mm-hmm. But then you will ha- have like Beverly Hills or Century City or I was you know. I was actually on the way here. I was listening to uh one of the local radio stations did a um obit forum and they were talking about he was a, he was a music writer for yeah. like uh 10 years before he started writing about food. And he was in a bunch of punk bands. Oh shit. He was he was a classical music kid, like he played the viola and stuff like that and he says then one day some one of his classical buddies was like you have to come, you have to come with me and they went and saw like X and the Cramps or something like that downtown and it blew his brains out and he became he was like fuck it, I don't want to do classical music anymore. I want to I want to be a punk rocker. Oh fuck. That's really rad. That's cool. Yeah. He like it, if you it, yeah, if you get a chance out there listening, read read some of his just just, uh, just some of his stuff about <laughs> about food. It's really it's really quite amazing. Yeah, and so like when like was it just an easy choice because of the job? Yeah, I mean I I should preface that by saying I always wanted to live here. I mean I yeah. grew up in skateboard culture and watching skate videos and seeing like life. I mean growing Probably up you in didn't Wisconsin come to the screening of. Gleaming the cube, like nothing. Because uh, then after but. I did mo- move here, I, I decided I didn't like skateboard culture. Because <laughs> <laughs> like growing up, I used to think like, oh, that's awesome that they have summer all year round. And then being here and being around skaters more often, yeah. I'm like, eh, I don't relate to you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's amazing. But when it when it represents rebellion wherever you are, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm into it. And then you get here and you're like, yeah. like oh, those guys are dicks. Yeah, right. When it's like the thing that everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, I find LA to be one of the largest uh, creative communities in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. like just beca- it's a, and you know I, for a long time, I think I felt that I had to come here, and that I had to stay here. Uh, and the more I, the longer I stay here, the more I realize it's like, oh, I actually really like this place, mm-hmm. and I'm still finding new spots in the city. I've been here since 2001. I'm still like, I'll be driving around and I'll find like a new little area that I never knew existed. Or you go a little further out, yeah. mm-hmm. and you find you know the way things connect and how the roads kind of go here and there. Uh, it's a you know it, it's a grid system for the most part, but there's like there's also <clears throat> the hills kind of fuck that up. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. adds yeah. a bit of kind of uh, interesting that's what I like when I was when I was in London that's what I really realized what I love about London is that it's not a grid system it's just like windy shit mm-hmm. like zigzagging yeah. everywhere and that's what I don't like about like New York it's just this this flat grid and mm-hmm. I don't like it yeah. yeah yeah well I guess why is more of a windy system yeah it's you know it's just like it's an aspect like like a little aspect of like rural roads but like in a city mm-hmm. yeah totally it's interesting. I feel like with LA, it was one of the like, maybe one of the only cities that I've just like 
the love that I have for it just felt very genuine and like it came from pure experience of the city mm -hmm. and not just like you know when I moved to New York it was like I had I mean we have this this is like a shared thing between me and Mike where we have this very like early 2000s like s the strokes like mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. vision of New York and even before that like even just you know like 60s like Warhol New York there's all mm -hmm. these like things about New York that we like we both moved there like kind of envisioning that and then we got there and we were just like this kind of fucking sucks like, yeah. we really didn't you know yeah. yeah but everything's just it's just like a city and then everything's yeah. just harder here and mm -hmm. more expensive one and, would uh, almost say a fairy tale of New York uh oh yes. yeah but that's that's the, the thing no no you take that you take that back but it's not in I mean it's in New York State but it's not in the city it's on the water mm -hmm. what are you talking about the New York ferry Talking about oh, the Pogues and fucking Molly, what's her name? God. Fuck. Jesus. This heat. <laughs> I don't even have a sound effect for how shitty that was. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and listen to uh, um, Alison Crutchfield's song. I want it. You know what? Dean's Room is good, but I do want to listen to... It just keeps on doing this thing where... I should just listen to... I deleted ones. all potentially problematic sound effects. Oh, we'll listen to Dean's Room. But I do like... Uh, I'm trying to remember the name. I'm so bad with titles okay. of songs. But anyway, let's listen to Dean's Room. That's sure, yeah. Let's listen to Dean's yeah. Room. Uh, do you want to set up this clip? Um, this is a song I wrote about my friend Dean. <laughs> and his Dean's room. And his apartment <laughs> in New Paltz. Yeah. Play it. Mm
All right. And that was a song about a room, and the person whose room it was was Dean. But that's a story for another time. Um, so this tour, it's a West Coast tour. It is. Uh, and you're playing some really fun locations like uh, Pappy and Harriet's. We were playing at Pappy and Harriet's. Mm-hmm. Which is in Pioneer Town. Mm-hmm. Pioneer Town, for those who don't know, is in the deserts uh, near Palm Desert. Uh, in uh, Joshua Tree, Joshua Tree area, and it was um, an uh, an old West Town, but not a real one. It was during the early age of Hollywood. Uh, some people got together and made a living old West Town to oh. to stay alive, so people could rent it out for mo- old West movies. Mm-hmm. And and so they made all these buildings look like they were old West buildings, and they were all actual stores and houses and shops. Um, but then like, uh, the, the, the studios stopped using it and then it just became an old West town, which is weird because it was built to look old, but now that's been like, it's been 80 or 90 years. So no, no. So now it is old, but not Mm -hmm. as old as it appears to be Mm -hmm. structurally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be the most Californian thing. (laughs) It's kind of like getting a fake ID so that you can be 45 instead of 43. Like that, like that, that's, but then you're still using that fake idea when you're 55. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a hundred, but, uh, (laughs) didn't Paul McCartney play Pat B and Harriet's like six months ago? Yeah. 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 I saw the hives there. there. So technically he opened for you. That's true. Yeah. Great band. I feel people slept on all, uh, post Vinny Vinny vicious hives. I agree. But at the same yeah. time, I was saying like people slept on the first two Hives albums. Oh, so good. Yeah. yeah. yeah Mike loves the Hives. And he saw them kind of by surprise at Pat. He like, yeah, I was Joshua just, Tree. I was going to Joshua Tree to, with some friends. We got an Airbnb. And um, the guy who was the host of the Airbnb was like, you guys like, like music? Uh, you should check out Pappy and Harriet's. And we did, I had never been to Pappy and Harriet's or Joshua Tree t- for that. Um, and I was like, well, what's, who's playing? What's the, I was thinking it was going to be like a desert desert town like cover band and he's like oh i think the hives are playing tonight and i was like can't be the same band (laughs) (laughs) these are the hives of anaheim obviously yeah yeah Yeah, and it was and it was but like still recently played there dicer jr um i was just there and i realized like i had breakfast there because we went camping and then we stopped there on the way out i can't figure out where did the where the bands play they play. There are two places. They play inside, and there's like an outdoor area. They'll too. they'll set up an outdoor stage, I think, for larger shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but there is an indoor like bar stage area. That's where Harmar okay. played when we were there. Uh, where did the that's Hives where play? we'll play? The Hives played outside. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Was it daylight or was it a? No, it was night, and there weren't a ton of people there. It didn't really. They didn't need to play outside, but that made it all the more magical because yeah. you're watching a, you know this thing happened and then you're looking up and seeing the stars and yeah. it was great. It's a great, it's a really cool place and that's Good why vibes. I'm thinking about, I might, um, I might go to both shows. You, you should. Know, yeah, you should come to both. Yeah, because you're worried maybe we do a, do a radio Whoa. field trip. What? Uh, what's the date on it again? On the, the 11th, Hades? August 11th. Yeah. Uh, what correct? day of the week is that? That it's is a, it's Saturday. a Saturday. Saturday oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember it's like a, I think it's a weekend because I was like, no matter what, this show will be weird at least. Yeah, there will be a lot of people at it. That might be fun. Yeah, Saturday Sunday, a little Saturday Sunday. Mm-hmm. Do it. That'd be cool. Road trip. Yeah. So if uh, any of our listeners are in the uh, California, Nevada area, come on out to the Pappy and Harriet show. Yeah. Is it that close to Nevada? 
Uh, it's you I know. mean it's like probably just as close as it is to here. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah it's it's a, it's, it's a couple hours out there. Like two yeah. and a half hours. Two know. hours. Yeah. They're coming from somewhere else. <laughs> right. But you're, you're also playing the Doug Fur in Portland, which is a great playing, venue. Yeah, I love the Doug Fur. We're playing there. We're playing at Chop Suey in Seattle. Classic. We're playing at Rickshaw Stop in San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, nice. Um, Rickshaw yeah. Stop. That's where the uh, Jawbreaker did their one of their yeah. warm up shows. Yeah, yeah, it's they did. Mm-hmm. I played there. You pro- you played there. I played there many times. Yeah, I yeah. think like almost all my bands have played at Rickshaw at some point. Swearin's playing with Jawbreaker in Portland, like right after that tour. Also. Oh wow. really? They're, yeah. they're they're still playing shows around. Still playing shows. Yeah. Hard to get that out, I guess. After you like, do you release it? After you release, see it, how much yeah. money you can make. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just make yeah, creative. Yeah, why not? So you played the Palladium. That's so crazy. I'm yeah, yeah. like that's three nights. Three nights. Three nights in a row. I felt like a weird like Broadway star or something, just like going <laughs> to the same place that was huge over and over again, just like learning, like knowing everyone that worked there, being like, "Hey, it's me again." Yeah. We had like the same dressing room. It just like felt really old school and and cool. But that's yeah, that's really rad. Yeah, I loved it. They everyone there was so nice, and it was just yeah, it was it was wild but cool. And the shows really filled out, and they like and they had a bunch of like cheap tickets too, which was great. Which yeah. I wish I would have known. And they're just like the most, you know. Not to be like cheesy. They're like the most wonderful people, like all three of them. They get along? Did you see them get along? I saw them get, I saw nothing but them get along. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know that they always get along, but yeah, I saw yeah, them, yeah. I saw nothing but them getting along. I think that they probably, I think they definitely did not get along, obviously, but then, yeah. now, but now it's like, what's the point of not getting along? I, you know, I, I say this a ton on this show, but I always tell uh, bands, it's like, you know, if you have a couple like pretty good records, that get some attention, break up for about a decade or so, yeah. and then yeah. get back together, and then rake in the money. Yeah, more Before money. It gets than, weird. It's like, and I'm not. I love, I love Super Chunk. I love all the records they've put out. I mm-hmm. listen to them all. I listen to Porter Static. I listen to Max Solo. Uh, but I sometimes think if like Super Chunk had like stopped in like '95 or six, mm-hmm. and then got back together in like 2008. They would have been playing, you know, three times the size of the venues. Probably, but I think that's what's cool about Super Chunk is they're one of the few bands that didn't do that. Like they yes. just kept going. They just and kept their, going. Their crowd size has fluctuated over the years, and then even like you know, Swearin doing those shows with them with this new record, I was like, there were like teenagers like in the front like seeing yeah. every word where it's just like yeah. that's cool that they like i agree yeah, teenagers I, sing about reagan yeah exactly <laughs> it's like it's cool um, well, i guess i was also singing like along like with dick kennedy songs like pol pot i had no idea who pol yeah. pot was yeah <laughs> it is nice jerry brown made a made a comeback later in life so that everybody could learn yeah. what those dick jerry kennedy brown yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i didn't know he dated linda ronstadt oh yeah sure did did not know that what governor Jerry him? Brown. Governor mm-hmm. Governor Moonbeam is what either. they used to call him because he hung out with all the hippies. God. I love finding out about weird couples like that. Yeah. Like Nick Lowe and Carlene Carter. Did you guys know that they were married? That's what? crazy. I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. So wild. From Nick Lowe telling a story about being at uh, Johnny Cash's house for the holidays. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know how the fuck I ended up here. <laughs> oh, and uh, I think the... Um, the why the like Dexter the the girl that Dexter ends up marrying in the show Dexter, mm-hmm. uh, I believe she's she was married for a long time to John Casser, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. Really, <laughs> from the Wait, Tales from Tales the from the Crypt, blonde lady. Yeah, she had a much bigger role in something at some point. Not going to be able to. I mean, it's it. a pretty big role in Dexter. Yeah, isn't Dexter's sister in the show his real wife? They, they, that's they, the thing. They, they, were they, they, were, they got yeah, married while they were on the show, and then they got divorced while they were also yeah. on the show. Yeah. Wow, 
I remember and finding was, that out. Yeah, and then there was like a there was some weird fantasy sequence in like in this penultimate season. Yeah, where they almost kind of get together, and even though knowing the reality of their relationship and how they were like but like you're through the lens of the show i was just like i don't like this no, <laughs> no, no that's, I am, I they're am. also not blood related they're, they're not blood the related yeah i know he, he, he yeah. was adopted yeah. but but it's still like we everybody watching that show is like i put up with six seasons of this guy murdering everybody but incest is just a little <laughs> too far <laughs> but uh, you know technically not incest. i just uh, neil and i were talking about this with the stuff that just happened with like uh James Gunn and like uh, it's like the way I think the uh, the right the alt right guys like now yeah. it's like you know like they throw out the word pedo a lot like it's, it's like oh this guy's a pedo oh mm-hmm. don't trust them they're a pedo like a pedophile and I'm realizing we're at a place now where they know that they can't call someone gay so now they're just calling guys pedos yeah. oh. like they it's like they, they were the same guys back in the day going it's like oh he's gay and we'll be like uh-huh. but it's like like they can't, they know they can't do that yeah. now. Now they're just calling each other. Now that like, if they want to degrade a guy, they call him instead of gay, they call him a pedo, yeah. huh. pedo, or a woman. What? Or a woman? Well, the no, the soy boy, I think, is the. Uh, oh, they'll call like a woman a pedo. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Hillary Clinton was supposedly behind PizzaGate and all that. Well, I've, or, I've, like she was behind the, the fake. Child sex ring. She was. She was all right, Alex Jones. <laughs> I'm on there every day. Yeah, He's was that too? Was that too <laughs> serious of a conversation to get into? No, 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 no. Please, yeah. by all means. Um, I thought making fun of people from the alt right would, uh, <laughs> I don't know, get you guys on our side. Like, they're they're yeah, about yeah, to go yeah, on yeah, tour. Yeah. They got to sell tickets. Yeah, it doesn't. They yeah. got to sell tickets. Yeah, the, the only color they see is green. Yeah. I'm just not up on current events. I don't like those people. It's cool. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, you just have to be up to 1940s in the textbooks, and you can step and right into today's society. Right. Um, uh, I was expecting a bigger reaction than that. <laughs> That's from one of his uh, <laughs> one of his chat roulette. Tell, why don't you tell Allison where that's from? There's this compilation video. Of, uh, He's not even looking me in the eyes. Everybody. <laughs> There's this compilation video of girls reacting. To well, don't look her directly in the eyes. On uh, on chat to, roulette. Yeah, on chat roulette, and uh, just like the voice samples were like. Very funny out of context. <laughs> sure. And it's perfect for like podcast drops because like when Jonah brings up pedophiles. I was expecting a bigger reaction than that. And no one says anything. You used to do that and then it's pretty funny. There you go. Yeah, there it is. Just doing your job. Yeah, you <laughs> the other ones from that. <laughs> Nailed it. There we go. Uh, well, uh, is there anything else you guys uh, want to say? We, we've covered pretty much everything. It's a... Uh, the merge records picked up swearing, which yep. is, has got to be so exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's great. I feel like f- I'm fully just um, merge records baby at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, just all the way. That's so which great. Is great. Yeah, I think you're the first, maybe the first person to have three bands on merge. On merge, I'd be curious if any merge records employees are listening to this right now. Please oh yeah, actually know. maybe not. I think maybe not, but perhaps. Mac would be the well, other one. Yeah, Mac, yeah. <laughs> Mac, if you're listening, text me. Yeah. Um, Mac, if you're listening, call in. Yeah. Keep going. Um, yeah, think- Merge Records. got a, The record's coming out, I think it's coming out October 5th, and it's called Fallen to the Sun. Well, that's the day before I start my job. Oh, <laughs> it's so funny, because I can imagine people listening to this going like, that's the Neil, that's before he starts it, and then you said it. And like, yeah. Wow. 
Uh, he knows we know. And uh, Mike, you got a you got your. I got a single that's that's. You can stream the first song. Yeah, and we played it. Um, we'll link to it again. Yeah, uh, we played it a couple weeks ago. It's Thank a great you guys. new song. Appreciate it. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, yeah, that will be. Suing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that will be available for sale at the shows. Um, yes, the shows are August first through eleventh on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Swearing in my curl. You guys taking the same van? You getting a big? We are. We're doing one. We're getting van. one van. You're not Large. doing the separate motorcycles thing. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, red wing motorcycles or whatever. Sidecars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in a V formation down the five. Uh, a couple of that would be pretty cool. And is it only now. the two of you? Are you having any bands open up in those cities? Um, yeah, it kind of. Throughout, yeah, I think set is playing support. here in nice. LA. Um, yeah, and then just kind of different bands that we're buddies with throughout. Yeah, for the most part, there's a few that's just the two of us. But yeah, yeah. And you want to name check any of those bands outside of Upset? Yeah, um, I just found out today that the band in San Francisco, my friends Soar, are opening. Um, mm. Who are wonderful, Soar S O A R. I think have we played something by them? We may Sounds have familiar. I, we may have played something by them. Yeah, that's awesome. They toured my. They've toured with my solo band um, on the West Coast a couple like a year and a half ago. Um, you have some friends opening too. I have my friends in Canada when we play Vancouver. They're called Corner Boys. <laughs> they're they're playing. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I, know, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> The They're great, big fans of Jonah oh, yeah? Radio. Oh, yeah. should we play think... a song of theirs then? <laughs> yeah, you could do that. Do and then who in Seattle? Um, Sleepy Jeans. Sleepy Jeans is the name of the band. That's a good mm-hmm. name. Good night. I think everybody cheer else. Up. Is, I think it's, it's just cheer up. The rest yeah, but of the shows. Is it really? That I'm There's aware. Some... Yeah. Sleepy Jeans. That I'm aware of. The lyrics are cheer up, Sleepy Jeans. Yeah, but it's like good night. It's like it's because they're sleepy. This is my cash impression. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, mine, mine have less to do that with that. I think that's yeah, it. I was expecting bands, a bigger but... reaction than that. <laughs> um, Sorry that this is as unprofessional as you guys had planned on it being. Uh, oh. Plug in on the Wi-Fi. Sorry. Have uh, we... And then the what, what happens after the tour? And then what happens after the tour? Then we go back to our um, our lives. And our lives. Well, and I go back on the road in September. I do too, actually. And then Allison's going to come with me. Just to hang out. Just to oh, sell great. merch. Yeah, I'm not going to sell merch. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, but I'm going to hang out. You Sounds like you need a merch person. Merch? Like, it's like I would... If I was like on the road, I'd be like, it's like, just give me something to do. Like I would feel. I'm so not like that. I'm oh, like, really? please just let me do nothing. Um, no, I'll, I'll like help like load stuff, but yeah, I'm not going to sell. Was that a, part of the agreement was that I had to sell merch? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, I'm not doing that. What? Uh, you're playing with Jawbreaker, you said, after yeah, the tour. Yeah, um, the 17th and 18th in Portland 17th at Crystal Ballroom. Is oh, where with the springs under the floor so you can bounce. I've never been there before. Oh, it's... That's, that's a thing? That yeah. is a thing. Yeah, when I saw... I saw I went to... When I was in London, went to the Forum. Uh, oh, yeah, and you saw and Fiddler, right? Went and saw Fiddler, uh, and... Yeah, there was like there. It was in a. They have like the springs underneath because for old Whoa. ballroom dancing. Yeah, and it, like kids were like, it was just nuts. You can, yeah. the whole time. When they pogo, a little mini can, trampoline. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Underneath like a hardwood floor. I saw Queens of the Stone Age there, and then I kind of got like nauseous because the floor was moving so much. Yeah. And then I ran around and went up to the balcony. Then you just looked down and you just saw the whole thing like like an ocean like just undulating and it was just like oh my god this place is gonna fall down yeah that's but, incredible cash put his head through the wall there once really? i didn't put my head through the wall i 
the wall survived. Uh, the, the wall put it. Ever like staged, stage dove, stage dived? No, this was. I, I this was at a comedy show, so. Oh, so no, <laughs> um, definitely not. He was running up the stage. But like, have you ever though, like at any show in your life? Oh wait, what's that? Have stage you ever like, stage dove? Stage. My size kind of took me out of it really early on. There's yeah. nobody that's going to put up with this coming at them and go like, yes, yeah. no, I'm, I'm going to stand yeah. here and catch that. I'm too big. One time I was, when I was at a punk show when I was a kid, I was a real big kid. And I was like just trying to get on the stage to like get to the other side of the stage. And so like I got up and someone was like, he's going to jump <laughs> <laughs> with the most fear in his voice. <laughs> and I was just like, well, yes, I'm a monster. <laughs> um, and then we were going to, we're going to, so we're going to play a Corner Boy song, but yes. we're also going to play an, a song from Empath. Yeah, uh, which is uh, a band you like out of that Philly scene. Of that hot that Philly so well. scene, yeah. yeah, my dear friends. And uh, what song would you want to? Let's play this song called Carpet. Um, yeah, they they toured with my solo band, and then they're touring with Smarin in October. Um, it's my my yeah, my dear friends, my uh, the person who played drums in my solo band, Catherine Ellickson. It's her band that she writes songs for. Oh, She's very talented. She's playing double sets on this tour. She was yeah on the solo tour. She was doing. Wow. So, yeah, two sets a night. Jeez. I've done that many times. It's not easy. It's not easy. I it's remember uh, when uh, S- Summer Cannibals were opening up for the Thermals, and then uh, Jessica would also play with the Thermals on guitar. And I remember just being like, I was like, like watching it when they played, I think, at the Terra. I was like, it's too much. It <laughs> always <laughs> seems like a yeah. good idea because yeah. you're like, oh, double payday. And like, I'm getting to, like, I love music. Yeah. You know? I dig yeah. music. So this will be cool. And then <laughs> yeah. it sucks. Yeah. Especially, it's like, it's like to, to be in, like in the position of like, if you're if the band you front is like opening and you're like you want to give it your all and you want to yeah. like really show them and like you kind of expose yourself and you sing these songs and you're doing banter and then you go up on stage like a half an hour later and you're just off to the side playing guitar. Oh yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, I did that in Waxhatchee a couple times and it was always tricky. Yeah, yeah. and you want to almost kind of like get the mic. like, remember when I was like funny and charming like before? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just kind of like here. Yeah. 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 I'm sweaty from before, though. That's yeah. true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would sometimes do an outfit change and then also tr- just to try to make myself a little more anonymous, but um, I look exactly like Katie, so I'm not anonymous <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. Um, I'm trying to remember, were you wearing a jumpsuit? At the Jawbreaker show? Yeah. We were, we're, yeah, we were both wearing jumpsuits. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that we won't were, help. Yeah, it didn't yeah. help at all. We were really, yeah, we we're like, this is, yeah, we're twins. We so, And sometimes we really lean into it. We're like, we're matching. That's fine. Yeah. But um, yeah. Did you ever do a Halloween show where you guys just covered a bunch of uh, Tegan and Sarah songs? We did not. No, we <laughs> no. did do an. Um, this is not at all related, but we did an X cover set as PSLE at one time. That oh, was nice. fun. Yeah, I think that's the only like cover set we've ever done together. But no, we never did any Tegan and Sarah covers. Sadly, that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, thanks again for coming out. Yeah, thank you for yeah. having yeah, us. Really thank appreciate, you. Uh, as uh, on top of b- just being cool people, you guys are very great musicians and thank songwriters you. and. It's a. Uh, it's really nice to be able to know you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, likewise. Yeah, yeah likewise. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's it's real fun, and to, for you guys to come down all the way to South Pasadena. Yeah, from so, Eagle Rock, not far. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> would you uh, Would you take the, you just get on Colorado? We, we did. Uh, we did the one thirty four for a split second, and we got off on. Yeah. The wait, the <laughs> wind street. <laughs> wow. California. Uh, so we're gonna play Carpet by uh, Empire. We're gonna follow it up with uh, Corner Boys, uh, a song called uh, Love Tourist. And before it, we go, how do people submit 
music. I was just about to say that, Neil. That's oh, okay. really that's really nice of you to bring that up. <laughs> well, you had your eyes on the prize there. I thought you were going <laughs> to get the trade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you want your music played on this podcast, uh, please submit to Jonah Radio R A Y D I O at gmail dot com uh, and send us your Bandcamp link. We love Bandcamp. We think it's a good service. It mm-hmm. seems to be. I agree. Yeah. I agree as well. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I highly recommend it. SoundCloud, I think the interface um, sucks. Um, you know, I, I just don't like the way it plays on there. Uh, we'll I, still take it, but. We'll it, still take it. Yeah. it but uh, but don't, don't send me your stuff on Spotify. Don't send me your stuff on like Apple Music. Send me, you know, send me like, you know, first Bandcamp, like yeah. that. Don't send me MP3s because that that's, gets tricky. Yeah, to we, like, we uh, lose those automatically. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, send us your stuff. And then also, if you like any of the bands you hear, uh, like the artists you heard on this episode, go see them live. Go listen to their stuff. Uh, tweet at them. Yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, like it's like if, you know, message them on Instagram. Allison is parched. Is one <laughs> of two accounts. I do have two accounts. I only run my personal one. Mike runs the. Am I allowed to yeah. reveal that you run the drink? Instagram? It says it on the. Bio. That's good. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> What's but the other one? Allison is part. Just, just she's just always like, and it makes me think. It's like I mean, I probably have that those many drinks like in a day, <laughs> like of just like you know, so like, many drinks. Yeah, I have a beer and a soda active right now. <laughs> I should do a, a post tonight. Yeah, you at the, at oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that'd be good. And then uh, the at my Kroll. K R O L no two L not two L's like Nick. Although recently I did get to we met Nick Kroll and I got to see them talk about their last names together. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I met really Nick Kroll lovely. for for the first time and finally got to say to him like you're the reason why everyone spells my name wrong because <laughs> <laughs> you got famous first. Yeah, yeah, and also and for his, other reasons. Yeah, his family uh, started Kroll Securities. Oh, I didn't know that. Did he yeah. tell you that? What's that? Kroll Securities. Yeah, uh, they the kind of like Blackwater. Yeah. Well, it's financial market like research. Yeah, it's security is like secure. Like it, it, I mean, it, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, okay, yeah. Hold on, I just realized silence, silence, and me yeah. making a hand yeah. gesture that was has a lot of money. That wasn't any anti-Semitic yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. But it doesn't take away from how funny and talented Nick Kroll is. Not at all. As That's true. He's the best. Uh, I just finally watched that uh, the Oh Hello thing. Broadway. Oh really? Oh, it's so fantastic. Put it off for so long. I don't know why. I just say it's so stupid. Uh, But uh, yeah, so uh, send us music. um, Listen to the music you've played. Tell them that you like them, and see what kind of what kind of drinks and beverages (laughs) Allison's up to. And uh, and yeah, if you want to hear anything, we have the links on the. uh, It should be right in your hand there. All right, <clears throat> we're going to play uh, Carpet Details. by Empath and then uh, some Corner Boys. So thank you so much for what listening. Are, what are we playing by Corner Boys just out of curiosity? Uh, Love Tourist. Love, Love Tourist. Tourist. Yeah. All right, goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.